0: is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern. And then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrostercom forward slash quiz now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. A lot of ways in which this trauma manifests in adulthood are ways that can cause a lot of shame, I think, for us. So it's like you go, you don't have anxiety because you're weak. You don't have anxiety because you can't hack it. You don't have anxiety because you're a mess, right? You don't lose it on your family and, like, snap at your kids or snap at your husband because you're this, like, mean, nasty woman. Like, none of us are broken. None of us are broken. None of us need fixing. Like, everything you're experiencing that's a sign of dysregulation All of it is a very predictable, very normal, very expected response to the things you have experienced in your lifetime. Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast, the show for ambitious women ready to get off the hot mess express. I know you've got a lot going on. You work so hard, you're raising an incredible family, and sometimes it can be overwhelming. I'm your host, Michelle Grosser. I'm a certified master life coach, attorney, wife, and mom. And years ago, I was right where you are. I was running a busy law practice while raising a family, and I was on the fast track to burnout. I thought I just needed to be more organized or have better routines, but it was learning how to heal and regulate my nervous system that expanded my capacity to gracefully hold more of this big, beautiful life. You, too, are worthy of an extraordinary life in and beyond motherhood. Learning to be a calm, anchoring presence in your home and at work is going to be your superpower. If you're here to do the inner work that brings a sense of calm amidst the chaos, I'm here to join you on that journey. Each time you press play, your growth continues. So let's get at it. Hey, guys. Michelle here. Welcome to the Calm Mom podcast. So grateful you're here. Always good to spend some time with you. Before we get into it today, we're going to talk about trauma. Um, and I feel like that's like a wah-wah. Like, it feels like it can be kind of a downer. But we're going to go through some things that I think are going to be super enlightening for you guys. It's going to grow your awareness. I think it's actually going to be encouraging because it's going to explain a lot. And um, it's going to be good. So, before we jump into it, I just want to ask you if you haven't yet, if you would leave a five star rating for the show. It means so much to me. It's a way you can thank me for all this content that I put out. But more than that, it really helps to get the show in front of more moms like you, moms who are going through the same things that we're all going through that could really benefit from this information, from these resources, from getting to know you in this community. Um, So just takes a second, scroll down. So when you see the five stars, just tap five-star rating. I would so appreciate it. All right, let's talk about trauma. Trauma, I talk about it a lot in different episodes, and it's kind of something that, you know, I pop into. we, We don't really talk a lot about the trauma. We just talk about how trauma impacts our lives and our being and our thoughts and our actions and all of it, right? So let's actually get down into what is trauma. Let let let's kind of break it down today, uh, because I do I do feel like it does get thrown around a lot, and for a lot of us, we can probably sit and maybe pinpoint some events in our life that we know were traumatic, right? But I also think there's another group of us that can tend to be kind of dismissive about trauma. Like I, I I wasn't I didn't experience trauma either in childhood or in adulthood. Like my childhood was, you know, pretty normal. Um, you know, maybe my parents divorced, but you know, so did half of my other, you know, friends' parents divorced. Yeah, you know, I was, you know, bullied in middle school, but who hasn't been bullied, or yeah, you know, my family struggled to make ends meet, but so did everyone else's. Like we can just kind of be dismissive of these things that we've experienced without really understanding that they could have actually been quite traumatic. And here's the thing is that I can sit here and, and confidently state that every single one of us, you guys listening and myself, every single human being has experienced trauma at varying depths. And that's simply because we're human beings. <laughs> We're human beings and the things that can cause trauma, pain, disappointment, um, fear, insecurities, like all of these things are just inevitable. They're all part of the human experience. We can't escape them. Um, And if those traumas aren't processed and released in a healthy way, it has a huge impact on the way that our bodies function, right? And we know that the ways in which our nervous systems Our pattern affects our thoughts, and that affects our behaviors. So literally everything that we think and everything that we do and everything that we say and the way that our mind works, the things that we notice, the things that we worry about, our fears now as adults, like all of these things come back to unprocessed trauma that has left us in a stress response. Everything we do comes back to this. So let's talk about it. From a somatic perspective, and that's what we talk about here, right? How things affect our body, how the things we experience affect our body. That's the somatic part of it. So, from this somatic experience perspective, trauma occurs as a result of emotional, physical, or psychological overwhelm. And I'm going to say that again. So, we experience trauma in our bodies when we are overwhelmed emotionally when we are overwhelmed physically, or when we are overwhelmed psychologically. And notice how I'm not saying when a person is overwhelmed, or even just the way in which it's phrased, like it's so subjective. It's our own nervous systems being overwhelmed by something emotional, something physical, or something psychological. So if you really want to distill it, sometimes I I. Describe trauma in very basic terms as something that happens that's too much, too fast, or too soon for our nervous system. So it's not that the event itself is inherently traumatic, right? I could experience something and it is overwhelming for my nervous system and it actually causes trauma to my nervous system. But my brother or my sister or the kid down the street could experience the same exact thing. But for whatever reasons, it's actually not overwhelming to their nervous system, and it won't be traumatic for them, right? So let me think of like some common example. Okay, so let's say your, your dad as a child forced you to eat, um, I don't know, what's something that kids hate? Br- Brussels sprouts, right? Your dad forced you to eat Brussels sprouts as a kid and finish your plate of Brussels sprouts, and it was so disgusting to you that it made you gag and you threw up on the dining room table, <laughs> Right? That might have been too much for your nervous system, right? That lack of autonomy, being forced to put something into your body that was disgusting to you. And then maybe the act of actually feeling it coming, this is getting gross, coming back up and you throwing up in front of everyone. And maybe that was embarrassed or you were made to feel so much shame about that or they made you clean it up or whatever it was, right? You can see how that could have been too much for your five-year-old nervous system. It was overwhelming to your nervous system. An event like that could have been traumatic for you. But the same thing could have happened to your sister and she would have laughed and not thought twice about it and been like, okay, that was awful, gross. Do never do that to me again, right? But it wasn't, it didn't present itself with the same amount of overwhelm to her system because she didn't have that same sensitivity to that particular experience for whatever reason, right? And it wasn't traumatic for her. Or let's say you... I don't know, you, you, you repeated a, a quote unquote bad word that you heard at school, right? And you're like, mom heard you say that bad word and and got soap or something and washed out your mouth with soap. Like that might've been too much for your nervous system. That might've been super overwhelming, that event, right? The feeling of that, maybe you were crying. Maybe she's like, I don't know, this is so gross, but I'm just trying to think of things that we like brush off as just a childhood experience that can actually be traumatic right? Maybe you overheard your parents fighting. Maybe you're, I don't know, seven years old and you're getting out of bed and you like overhear your parents fighting and screaming and you see your mom crying or something, right? And you kind of walk into the room and you asked, you know, what's wrong? And everyone's like nothing. And she tries to wipe her face and hide her tears and act like everything's okay. Like you can see how that would have been maybe too much, maybe too fast, maybe too soon for your little body, So it was overwhelming to you. No one sat down with you and validated your experience, asked you what what you were feeling, right? Helped you to process that. They just told you nothing was wrong. And to go to bed, super confusing for a small child. That could have been traumatic. And again, your brother could have experienced the same thing or another child could have experienced the same thing in their home. And for whatever reason, it wasn't overwhelming to their nervous system. So that's one thing I want you all to, to really understand is that The experience of trauma is so subjective. It's not so much what happens around us, right? It's not so much like being forced to eat Brussels sprouts or getting your mouth washed out with soap or seeing your parents fighting or getting bullied or like whatever. It's not so much what happened around you. It's what happened within you, what happened in your body, what happened to your nervous system because of the things that were happening around you. That's what trauma is. And trauma emerges as as a result of the way in which our body and our nervous system actually respond to that external stimulus, right? To that event. So it's the way that that event actually interfaces and interacts within our nervous system. That's what creates trauma in our bodies. All right. So as you can imagine, there's a whole spectrum and range of ways in which we may have experienced trauma. And some of it We might have processed some of it through time. Our bodies were able to release and regulate, but there's probably a lot of it that unconsciously we're still carrying, and it's still having a huge impact on how we're operating in our workspaces, in our homes, in motherhood, in our marriages, right? It starts to seep out here and there, and we're not even aware of the root of it. Okay, so what I want to get into today is that there's three main categories of trauma, I want to go through them, and then I want to talk a little bit about each one of them, and that's what we're going to do in this episode today. So the first category of trauma is called acute trauma, and it's what most of us think of when we think of something being traumatic, right? It's this one-time event. It's this shock trauma that just comes too much too soon and too fast for our nervous system, right? So some examples of this might be... um, Maybe your family survived a natural disaster. Maybe you lived through a fire or a hurricane or a tornado or something that was traumatic for your body. Maybe um, it was an accident that you experienced. Maybe it was a you know, a car accident or some other other sort of accident where someone was injured or someone passed, and it was super shocking to your nervous system. Uh, maybe it was the passing of of a loved one. All of these things in and of themselves are these one-time events that are so overwhelming to our systems, right? They present immense emotional pain or physical pain or psychological pain that overwhelms our nervous system. That is absolutely traumatic. That's acute trauma. The second kind of trauma is called chronic trauma, and this occurs um, through... Let's say, like, let's say, like, it's multiple, long-term, or like prolonged, distressing, traumatic events over a period of time. So this is things that happened around you and your family and your community where you were just exposed to these traumatic events over and over and over for an extended period, for a prolonged period. It's also called, called toxic stress. So this might have been a serious illness, maybe your own or a family member's serious illness, where it caused you a lot of toxic stress over a period of weeks or months or years. Maybe it's abuse that you endured, right? Emotional abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse. That is chronic trauma. Um, domestic violence you either witnessed or experienced in your home. Again, these are things that would have happened over a period of time it can cause really intense trauma for a small child. Bullying. A lot of us have experienced bullying, maybe when we were younger, maybe in middle school, maybe in high school, maybe even in college. Maybe it's something that we don't even realize was traumatic just kids ganging up on us or teasing us. I know for myself I um it started in 6th grade. And I I don't really know the source of it. I guess I, I, maybe I never will. But I developed in sixth grade this like really, I don't know, nasty, disgusting rash around my lips, guys. Like on my face. And it wasn't just like, oh, she has a little redness like around her lips. It was like big, red, crusty scabs all around my lips. And it was so, it was like so bad that I couldn't smile for like, it's like middle school and high school. When it was really bad, like I couldn't even smile because just moving my lips in that way would cause those scabs to like crack and then bleed. It was on my face, right? Through like really formative years. And I've never, like I had never chalked that up to something that could be traumatic But now the more that I learn about this and I like have the awareness to look back and be like, oh my gosh, of course that was traumatic. Like I remember not wanting to go to school. I remember being so stressed out about like, is it going to be super bad, you know, for prom or for like whatever event that I had coming that I just didn't want to have scabs all over my face. I remember feeling just so gross, like who would want to be... Friends with me, or who would want to like date me because I have these nasty big scabs all over my face, like it looks like herpes, or I don't like I don't know what it is, but it was so bad. And when I look back now, I'm like, yeah, that was super traumatic. Like that probably messed up my nervous system a ton. And in high school, I started developing like gut issues and problems going to the bathroom, and anxiety, and insomnia, and fell into depression and all of these things and like when I look back now I'm like wow so much of that these ways in which my body was communicating to me like okay you need to deal with this this stress that you're experiencing um, was probably rooted in having all of these scabs on my face a lot of the time Um, and I went to doctors and they couldn't figure it out and I always had like Carmex and creams and ointments and all this stuff to try to like soften it so I could actually move my mouth without it bleeding. It was awful. Um and then I moved out of my small town where I grew up and I went to school in Milwaukee and I met my husband there and he took me to Chicago and he's like we're going to go see like the best dermatologist, you're going to get this figured out. God bless him. He's he's so amazing. Um but they couldn't figure it out either. And it wasn't until I really started <clears throat> to learn how to regulate my nervous system and heal a lot of this stuff I'd been carrying. Guys, I can't explain it in any other way because there's no other explanation. It just went away. It just went away, um, which is which is incredible, and it's part of my story. But I just say that to say that we all have those types of things, right, that we've just kind of brushed off as a normal childhood experience, which just normal things that kids go through and normal things that families face. And maybe that's that's the myth of normal, right? It, just because it happens frequently often doesn't mean it's actually normal or healthy or how we're supposed to live or how the things we're supposed to experience. Um, and our body responds to that, right? Our body responds adversely. So um, other things that are chronic trauma, uh, maybe it was substance abuse in your household. You experienced a parent with an addiction. Um, maybe you grew up in a war-torn country. I understand that a lot of us listening here didn't grow up here. I live in Miami. A lot of my friends and neighbors and coworkers here are people who, maybe not first generation, but either their parents or their grandparents had to flee their home country because of violence or civil unrest or, you know, food scarcity or all of these different things that are passed down right through our epigenetics from generation to generation. Um, maybe your parents were emergency workers. Maybe they were police officers or firefighters, or you know, in in a in a workspace where you worried about them a lot as a kid, and you know they were in line of danger. Um, maybe you experienced poverty growing up, right? Maybe you grew up on, you know, a uh, uh, food stamps or you know whatever. Maybe maybe there was just. Conversations that you heard or were part of that were not appropriate for a young child, and you found that that caused you a lot of stress. It was too much, too soon, maybe even too fast for your little nervous system, and it caused overwhelm. And if that is something that you experienced growing up financial insecurity, poverty that's absolutely chronic trauma. Uh, Maybe discrimination, maybe because of the way you spoke or the color of your skin, or the things, the traditions that your family had, or the ways in which you dressed. Maybe all of those subjected you, any one of those subjected you to discrimination, to being treated in a way that was different than others, to being made to feel less than, to be given, presented with different opportunities. Maybe you saw your family being discriminated against. Maybe you experienced racism in different ways Over and over again, guys, this can absolutely be chronic trauma. Have you ever caught yourself wondering why you do the things you do? Like, why do you get so angry and yell at your kids when they're moving at a snail's pace in the morning? Or why is it so hard to relax when the house is a mess? If so, you've got to take my personality patterns quiz. Because here's what's going on. When you were a child... Whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. And over time, those defenses became a habit, and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is really actually often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There's five different personality patterns. And they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs, but rather they describe the safety strategy that you immediately go to when you start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who you are, but rather what's actually blocking who you are. And the good news is that once you take the quiz and you learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern and then live and parent as your true and authentic self. So click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz now to take my two-minute personality patterns quiz. So that's the second one. And then the third one is complex. This is exposure to, again, to multiple traumatic events, uh, multiple traumatic environments. But this is more interpersonal. More interpersonal. So these are things like childhood abuse. These are things like domestic violence, family disputes, uh, maybe mental illness in a, in a, in a family member maybe mental illness in a parent. Um, Maybe there were moments in your childhood where you felt abandoned. Maybe there were times where your biological parents couldn't care for you in the way in which a child needs to be cared for. So that's a wound, a core wounding that you carry. Um, Maybe there were periods in your childhood where you were neglected Um, for whatever reason you didn't receive the care emotionally, physically, Mentally, spiritually, that you required. Um, maybe your parents were involved, or a parent was involved in criminal behavior. It's absolutely complex trauma, and we go through a lot of this trauma work in the Calm Mom Academy in Module Two. Uh, so, for those of you who are in the Calm Mom Academy right now, this is what we're about to dive into much deeper than this in the next couple of weeks, and it's just so important. Uh, for a few reasons. I think one, it's just so darn comforting to like have an explanation for why we are how we are, um, and just I think the validation and someone seeing that, like, yeah, that wasn't normal, like just because I was made to feel like it should be normalized, like the things I experienced in my childhood were heavy or they were hard or they were painful or they were tough. and I haven't had anyone like look at me and tell me like, yeah, that that was traumatic. I, I I see that. I get that for you. And I understand that it's having an impact on you still. And there's things we can do to work through that and start to heal it. So just that I think is so comforting just to have an explanation. And a lot of the ways in which this trauma manifests in adulthood are ways that can cause a lot of shame, I think, for us. So it's like you, go, you don't have anxiety because you're weak. You don't have anxiety because you can't hack it. You don't have anxiety because you're a mess, right? You don't lose it on your family and, like, snap at your kids or snap at your husband because you're this, is like, mean, nasty woman. Like, none of us are broken. None of us are broken. None of us need fixing. Like, everything we exhibit as signs of a dysregulated nervous system. Maybe it's emotional volatility. Maybe you're carrying extra weight. Maybe you do feel like you're edgy and irritable and you do find yourself snapping. Maybe it's, I don't know, difficulty focusing. You feel like you're always in this brain fog. Maybe you're procrastinating or you feel so disorganized, right? You're like you're all over the place. You're so scatterbrained. Or maybe it's a physical thing like you have migraines or headaches or these gut issues like Guys, all of this, everything you're experiencing that's a sign of dysregulation, like hear me loud and hear me clear, all of it is a very predictable, very normal, very expected response to the things you have experienced in your lifetime. It's exactly how you're wired, right? There's a reason for all of it. There's a reason for every single thing that we do we're not broken, we're not jacked up, we're not like it's not it's not you, it's the things that you've experienced that you have not yet healed. And that's what we get into so deeply in the Calm Mom Academy. That's why that program is so powerful. All right. So those are the three main categories of trauma, but I want to talk about one more, the not the not so obvious trauma um because most of us, if not all of us have experienced some level of toxic stress, probably through our childhood, if not um, as we got older and entered adulthood, particularly motherhood. And and this toxic stress are these like these small but ongoing instabilities in our environment that can cause trauma. There's a couple different kinds and I want to go through them really quick with you guys. The first one's um, just being in a chaotic environment. So if you grew up, Or now you live in an environment that feels (laughs) drama-rama. Like there's just consistent drama and there's all of these different, maybe it's like distractions or noise or unpredictability or you're walking on eggshells or other people are walking on eggshells or you don't know how the people in your life are going to show up or they're constantly bringing drama. Like that is a chaotic environment that can cause toxic stress that is traumatic. Another is an aggressive environment. And I think a lot of us might have grown up in homes like this, and maybe we don't realize the toxic, the load of toxic stress that it was on our nervous systems. But anytime we're in an environment where, how do I say this, where the, like the rules come before the relationship, that is toxic stress that can cause trauma. So if you grew up in a very, very strict home Um, Or if you live now in an environment that has a lot of rules that you're expected to follow and you're constantly on alert, don't break the rules. If you break the rules, there are massive consequences. Um, You know, we live in a very structured, like this is the way that you dress. This is the way that you'll eat. This is the way that you'll speak to people. This is the way that you'll be educated. This is the way that you'll go to church. This is the way that you'll do all of these things. And all of those rules come before the depth and connection of a, of a healthy relationship, a secure relationship with our caregivers and with each other. That has the potential to cause toxic stress that is traumatic to our nervous systems. Um, in the same vein, a little bit different, there's also punitive environments that are traumatic. So a punitive environment is it's, it's it's similar to this idea of this rule bound environment but it's different in the sense that it's it's all about your performance. So if getting the A on the test or being the captain of the softball team or getting the solo in the dance recital or all of these expectations and demands for performance placed on us by our caregivers if those were valued more highly <laughs> Again, then our relationship with our caregivers, right? If it felt like it was conditional, we received love, we, were, we, we received uh, verbal validation, we received physical touch, we received all of these things that we needed from our caregivers, only when our performance was at an quote-unquote acceptable level, um, that can cause chronic toxic stress, right? Or when the rules change constantly. Maybe we had parents who it's like, okay, this flew today, but the next day you do the same thing and like, bam, all of a sudden that sets your parent off and they, it doesn't fly anymore, right? Or our parents, we didn't know what we were getting from them. One day they're happy and then the next moment they're crying and then the next day they're angry. Like when those temperaments were changing and volatile, that also creates toxic stress in a child, which can cause trauma. And then the last one is just that it's instability, instability. So as children, if in our homes, the homes in which we grew up, there was just this lack of predictability around our our routines, right, or our schedules, or the ways in which our caregivers were showing up, or what we could count on, right? Were there going to be three square meals a day? What? Were my parents going to show up in a way that was supportive and encouraging and accepting? Um, or were they going to show up in a way that was critical or demeaning or with these high expectations that weren't? realistic and lacked true connection. Uh, Maybe there's an inability to trust in certain situations or in certain people that, that, you know, what was a violation of trust you placed in them as your caregivers. Maybe you felt like you just couldn't freaking relax, right? For whatever reason, for whatever reason, if as a child, you just felt like you couldn't relax, maybe the roles were reversed and you were parentified and you were responsible for making sure that your parents were okay or were healthy, or had what they need for whatever reason, or you took on the responsibility for caring for your siblings, and you were parentified in that way, or you worried about the the, the financial situation of your family, or your parents had an addiction, and one of your parents had an addiction, and that was something that caused you to be parentified, right? If you could not relax as a child, that is toxic stress, that is traumatic. And guys, as you hear me talk about this, like, yeah, it, it almost always goes back to childhood. It really does. Also, why in the Calm Mom Academy, we do inner child work, right? Like, this is the Calm Mom podcast. So I know, I know most of you either have kids or you want to have kids someday. And as a parent, like, understanding this stuff, understanding the different types of trauma and how they present, it's just so, so freaking powerful because we can help our kids have a different experience. Like we don't want our kids to have to heal from the same things that we have to heal from, right? Like all of our parents, your parents, they did the best they could. They did the best that they could with the resources and the health and the information that they had while they were raising you. Like, I truly, deeply believe that. And and maybe that triggers you for whatever reason. But I think if you take some time to heal and process and get through some of this stuff and get to a place where you have a little bit of a different perspective, you'll probably agree to the same thing. Like, it might've been awful. It might've been okay. It might've even been mostly good. But they did the best that they could with the resources that they had, the information that they had while they were raising you. They all had their own traumas, right? They likely had very little support in understanding what was going on in their own childhood, right, let alone like having someone to help them process and heal that. Just like wasn't a thing, right? And each generation, like we're supposed to build on the generation of our parents, right? There are patterns, there are generational patterns that every single one of us Is breaking, and our parents probably broke some patterns, and their parents broke some patterns. And the truth, (laughs) as much as it might hurt, is that our kids are gonna have some patterns that they're still gonna wanna break. And it's freaking heavy work. It's freaking heavy work. And I see you in that. I see how much bravery it takes. I see how hard it is. Like, I see how foreign and uncomfortable it is. I know if you're still listening right now, that you know that it's worth it. It might be one of the most powerful things you can do for your children as their mom is get your healing going and not passing down your own traumas and your own patterns to your children. Because so much of this patterning happens when we're young. When we're really young, guys, I'm talking like there are nervous system patterns that are most of our nervous system patterning is already developed by the time we're three years old. Like, let that blow your mind for a second, right? Our relational patterns, how we relate to others, how we relate to ourselves, right? The confidence that we have, the ability to to trust others, the ability to count on them, that they're going to show up and meet our needs. Those patterns are already developed by the time we're three years old. Our emotional patterns, right? How we can Emote. Do we trust ourselves? Is it safe to cry? Do we know how to express anger, or is anger unacceptable? Right? Is whining unacceptable? And we're not taught a better way or a different way in which to express our emotions. How much joy are we encouraged to experience, and pleasure are we encouraged to experience and sit in? Right? Reducing the the, the array, the spectrum of emotional expression—that's a pattern, and it's developed. By the age of three, Um, our cognitive patterns, right? How we're taught to think and problem solve and brainstorm and perceive the threats that we perceive, right? Based on our patterning, all that's developed by the age of three physical things, right? How we, how we use our body, how we trust our body. Like, can I trust the sensations that I'm feeling? Can I trust? Can I learn how my body is communicating to me? All of that's developed by the age of three. And they're developed as a response to our environments, right? We don't have the cognitive ability to make these overt choices by the age of three. It's all a response to the things that our nervous system has experienced through our environment, through the safety it's felt, through the love that our nervous system has experienced, everything in our environment. And I say none of this to cause you to like freak out and panic or to cause you to feel any sort of guilt or any sort of shame if you're like listening to this and you're like, oh crap, like my kids are way older than three. And maybe they've experienced some of the things we're talking about today. Some of the things that we're talking about that can be traumatic. And and maybe you're like, I've never been intentional about talking with my kids about it or helping them process it. And I'm here to tell you, my friends, This beautiful truth that it's like, it's never too late. It's never too late. I'm gonna say it a hundred times, like it's never too late. I believe this so deeply. It's never too late to have a good childhood. Even for us as adults, like we can still do inner child work. We do it in the Calm Mom Academy. We can do it now as we're parents. Our kids can still work through so much of this and we can heal these traumas. Like healing is always available. And that's really what I want to leave you with today. It's never too late. It's never too late for us. It doesn't matter if you're 85 years old or 35 or 15 or five, it's never too late for our kids. It's never too late for us. And we go into depth with this in the Calm Mom Academy for you and for how you can go about it with other people in your life. So if you're not in this cohort of the the Calm Mom Academy, um, you can join us in the fall when we launch it again or if you're interested in getting one-on-one support between now and then, like go to my website, go to coaching, book a discovery call, it's free. We can spend some time on Zoom together just talking about how this is showing up for you, the things that you've experienced. I can probably lend you some insight um, and really let you know how I can help support you. And then you just decide if it's a good fit for you. But I just wanna let you know that like you don't have to keep experiencing this and reliving it over and over and over. You don't have to try to process this alone. You don't have to try to heal all of this alone. You don't have to try to work your way through motherhood um, and all the ways in which this is showing up for you as a parent alone. You don't have to do it alone. So I hope this was helpful. Um, I hope I brought to light some increased awareness around the things that you've experienced and the impact that those experiences have had on your body. And you know, knowledge is power. So it allows us once we have that awareness and knowledge to decide to show up in a different way, we can decide to heal it right in ourselves to be able to experience life, motherhood differently. And we can also decide to show up differently as parents so that our children can have a different experience. It's what it's what it's really all about. I love you guys so much. I will see you soon in the same place. Take care, you guys. If you love mommy's podcast, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, When it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com, where you'll find free resources and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.